Hey fam, welcome to the Black Girl Fit Files, a podcast dedicated to overall health, self-improvement, and creating the life you deserve to live. I'm Delijah, founder of Black Girls Poll, ice cream sandwich lover, and obsessive life giver. Join me and frequent guests, which include a roster of dope black women, as we talk about various topics from entrepreneurship to self-love and a little bit of everything in between. Turn up your volume, y'all, and let's get to it. Oh my gosh, I feel like this could be a very long answer, but I'm, I'm going to try to make it as succinct as possible. So a, a lot of who I am today obviously is based in like where I grew up and how I grew up. So I am Iranian. I was born in Iran and my family immigrated to Canada when I was four. And we immigrated not because we wanted to, but at the time there was a lot of turmoil happening in Iran. There was a war. There'd been a revolution. And so it was a very kind of chaotic move. And also, you know, you're four years old, so it's not something you can really grasp or wow. understand. Right. Wow. And so and then we moved to Canada. We moved to the West Coast and we moved to a neighborhood in which there were not a lot of people of color. And we were <laughs> story of our lives, right? <laughs> we were like a handful of people there really that were brown. And so, and also in our household, I mean, my household was always full of love. I have incredible parents, but they were also grappling with becoming immigrants now and right. having to adapt to a new country. And also the trauma of what they'd experienced and the trauma of leaving their home. So a lot of that early life, I remember there was lots of love. I grew up with lots of love, especially when I was in Iran. Like I was surrounded by family, brown folks, no, BIPOC, no. Like we are meant to be in community. That's how we raise families, right? In community. It's not supposed to be just like mom and dad and kid. So I had at least that beautiful privilege to have that. And then when we moved, it was just like total 180. And so I think for me, I think like a lot of people who find themselves displaced and marginalized and, and alone and different, I became who I thought they wanted me to be, right? Mm. The, the world or what I saw. And so I kind of really leaned onto coping mechanisms. And it's, I say coping mechanisms now, but a lot of us for a long time, I thought these were who I was, like they were my identity, like being a perfectionist and a people pleaser and a hard worker. And after I've done like years and years of work, I'm like, oh, wait a second. That was like a trauma response. And so having said that, I really in in, in the school and everything, like I love the arts. So I started to sing and I came from a very musical family and my parents really encouraged me to continue singing. And so from when I was like five, I started to sing and then I kept doing different things and I was in a professional choir. And then finally, when I went to do my undergraduate degree, I went to do a music degree in voice. Oh, wow. And yeah, so um, and, amazing. And, yes, amazing. And I remember at the time, like I was like, yeah, everyone's families are like super supportive of a career in the arts. And everyone at my school was like, well, what are you talking about? That is not the case. So I at least had that, like, I didn't have, I think, something that a lot of people experience when they want to pursue something that seems different from mm-hmm. what they're right. And especially within households that are BIPOC, right? Like parents are like, become an engineer, become a doctor. Exactly. And, my, and my, my parents were like, go be a singer, do it, girl. And I was like, 
Great. So singing was for me where I felt the most myself. It was like mm -hmm. my joy. It was my source of expression. It was like, it was my first love. It was wow. really my first love. So I went to school, I did my undergraduate degree and I was kind of a bit of a big fish in a little pond. Uh, and okay. yeah, and so that was really, uh, you know, and I, I was also a hard worker and I had a good voice and, and all right. of these things. So all of these things together, I was like, quote unquote, really successful. Of course, I wasn't really realizing that then my identity was really based on being the best, right? Ah. So I'm the best. And, and then I moved to New York to do my master's degree in music and I moved to the city. I live here now still. And I was like, oh my God, you are not shit. Like you're nothing, you're nothing, right? Like everyone here is the best. Everyone here is a hard worker. Everyone here is like great at what they do. And so my whole sense of identity started to crumble. Yes. And New instead York City, of, I'm yes. sorry, New York City will show you, it will humble you so quickly yes. and be like, no, no, yes. no, 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 no. Yes. Have several seats. We, I always tell people this, like, sorry to interrupt, but I always say this to people. I'm always like, New York City, like, doesn't really need you. No, <laughs> no. You have to make it want you because yes. everyone can sing. Everyone can dance. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. go ahead. Every, so I got here and I was completely humbled. My identity started to crumble. And instead of investigating like, hmm, maybe I should like look at this thing where I always feel like I need to be the best. I doubled down instead on overachieving and hardworking and perfectionism and people pleasing. And so I started to really practice my art in a really unhealthy way. Like the way mm. I was thinking and how I was doing it. Got it. And it was just like, it, it felt like I was climbing up a mountain that kept crumbling, right? Wow. Whenever I grabbed for something, but I was just so, I didn't know what else to do, right? And so I graduated from my program and I was very, very fortunate that I was one of the very lucky few who I started to get work straight out of school. Mm -hmm. And I worked professionally as an opera singer for like 10 plus years. Oh my and gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I had that dream. I had the dream career that I had, had wanted to manifest. I was working in the States. I was working in Europe. I was working with like really incredible artists and directors and, and at Carnegie hall. And wow. I, yeah, it was, it was a big career, uh, but I was miserable. I was miserable. And from the outside looking in, people were like, holy crap, look at her. She's living in New York. Right, she's right. singing. She's like, this is the dream this is life. The dream. Yeah, this is the dream. And I was miserable. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. And the, the thing that made it the worst was that my singing, which was my joy, which was my sense of peace and creativity and all of that, it was now my source of pain and wow. frustration, right? So I, I also lost that. And I was really, I, I didn't know it then, but I was like completely burnt out. Mm -hmm. And I had my kind of real come to Jesus moment when my agent called me. And so one of the, if, if people aren't familiar with like the opera world, which most <laughs> people aren't, let's be honest. Um, so one of the preeminent places where you want to sing as an opera singer is the Metropolitan Opera, the Met. Of course. And yeah, it's like the, you know, like it's the Olympics of, it's like, if right. you go there, it's like, it's amazing. Right. And so my, my manager at the time called me and he was like, Sharin, they want you to sing. The Metropolitan Opera wants you to sing in Carmen next season. Wow. Yes. 
Yes. So the this dream was, call, the call, the call. So the like call. this was my absolute dream come true. Like it was like the exact opera, the role, the place, like everything about it was perfect. And I had always imagined this moment. Like I'd imagine this moment as a young girl, as a girl who'd moved to New York, like, and I always thought, you know, I would feel so happy and fulfilled and successful. And I, I thought, you know, if I ever get this job, I'll know I'm good enough. If I ever get this job, I'll know, you know, that like, I, I, I'm a success, right? Right, right. I was holding on to this thing and then I got it and I realized I felt none of those things. Wow. Right. If anything, I was like, you don't deserve this. You shouldn't need uh, this time to get this job, right? And so that's when I realized that nothing outside of us is ever going to make us feel the way we want to feel right. ever. It, that it's all about what's going on inwardly. 